Hello, thank you for listening to the Avenue GCLC podcast. My name is Christopher Stevens, and I'm the minister at the Avenue G Church of Christ, where we are people of more. We hope that you enjoy and have enjoyed listening to this podcast, where you can find sermons, congregational singing, and talk shows with myself and youth minister Joshua Williams. We pray that the content is a blessing to you, and we hope that everyone listening can join us in person for worship and Bible class. We are located at 601 West Avenue G, Temple, Texas, 76504. And don't forget to visit us online at avegcoc.org. From the people of Moore to you, thank you and God bless. really wanted to say good morning. It's just, it's a custom, and so good evening to y'all. Let's do this real quick before we get going. Uh, as Scott said, my name is Lane Luttrell. I'm the preaching intern here at Western Hills for the summer. Uh, what a great joy it is to, to be here with y'all, to be able to um, you know, just give, give a lesson this evening and last year I can remember going to lunch with Scott and Chris and, and the conversation turning into man would you would y'all like be interested in you know maybe our church is getting together for something and it was like yeah sure you know why not and I was just there taking notes in, in, in my journal and now being a year later watching what's happened between these two churches is just incredible I mean, it is, it is so incredible to see. I love keeping up with y'all on, on social media while I was in Abilene. Um, and it's, it's really just been something that uh, I, was, I was looking forward to coming here for a second time. And it's something that has been just a, a true joy throughout the summer. So why don't we do this? Uh, before we, we dive in, uh, I know y'all just sat down, but let's stand up again. And let's meet somebody that you may not have met before. Meet somebody you may not know. All right. Who even seen Remember the Titans? Anybody see Remember the Titans? That was my first exposure to that movie or to that to that song from that movie. Loved that movie so much uh, growing up, and boy, you can watch that movie any time of the year, and it's a huge win. And that for me, that song. It's my number one all-time favorite song, and I love top ten lists. I love top ten movie lists, top ten albums list, artists, and songs is a little tough. Songs is a little tough to, to do because there's just so many songs. Uh, I've got a top 25 movie list, top five bands that I love, and I don't have a top ten, but I can tell you straight up that, that Ain't No Mountain High Enough is my number one favorite song. And so as I was... You know, get preparing, getting ready for you know this this lesson, this God on your iPod lesson of of um, you know for the summer. I was just thinking, you know, what song do I do? What what song do I do? And I went through about five where I was like, yeah, that song is cool. It's got a good message. How do I how do I use it? And and I was you know going back and forth with it, and then all of a sudden this song came on, and I was like, that's it. I've got to go with that. It's the number one. I've got to do it. It was like, God's telling me, listen to Marvin Gaye. (laughs) 
which she probably tells me all the time, but I just ignore it. <laughs> what I want to do is I want to I want to break down these lyrics. Listen, baby, ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough. If you need me, call me, no matter where you are, no matter how far, don't worry, baby. Just call my name, I'll be there in a hurry. You don't have to worry. It's pretty beautiful lyrics right there. Pretty, pretty impactful. And as I was uh, telling Scott Meyer uh, that I was going to do this song, he's on vacation. He sent me back this picture of where he is right now. Uh, I did not ask him what the weather was because I didn't want to be angry at him. <laughs> but he sent me that and said, Ain't no mountain high enough. <laughs> you can still reach me here. <laughs> and so that is, uh, he definitely helped out in, with, with this too. And I love those lyrics. And I, I, I don't know why that song, um, for, for me, why it, it comes up so often, why I listen to it so often, but I think that it just puts a smile on my face. And there's something about those, those lyrics that if you need me, call me no matter where you are. And I think that that's not just a physical location, but that's also where we are mentally, wherever we are spiritually. We need that one person, that somebody, who will pick up the phone or pick up whenever we call. And now I'm going to try something out. I'm going to try something a little, a little different here. Um, and if, if you want to close your eyes, you can. But I, I started looking at those lyrics and I started imagining what would it sound like if Jesus were telling us those lyrics? If we were to put it in, let's say, a Jesus dialogue, if you will, what would, it, what would it sound like? And I think it would go a little something like this. Listen, child, no mountain is too high, no valley is too low, no body of water is large enough. Do not have fear. Just call out to me. I'll be right there. Do not have fear. Nothing will keep me from you. And I think that's what Jesus, I believe that's what Jesus tells the apostles in Matthew 14, whenever uh, it's a pretty popular story. Matthew 14, if you have your Bibles, please turn there now. Because uh, we're going to read a pretty popular story. It's a pretty well-known story about Jesus walking on water. Jesus walking on the water. It's, if you grew up in the church, this was you know, the, the bedtime story, right? This is what the cartoons depicted. This is a very popular story. And I love where it falls in, in Matthew because it comes right after Jesus feeds the 5,000. So he's got five loaves and, and two fish, and it's, it's impossible. There's no way that Jesus is going to feed all these people that, that are here. But we know who Jesus is, and so Jesus does the impossible and feeds 5,000 people. And the apostles are there witnessing all of this. They're witnessing these baskets passing and, and, and witnessing how are they getting more food. They're, they're witnessing these people being fed. But then they doubt again. But then they doubt again. And that's where, where we find them in 
Matthew 14, starting in verse 25. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come out to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. Let's pause right there. Everything is good so far. Everything is, is, is awesome so far. Peter is walking on the water. He is tracking with Jesus. He's got eye contact with Jesus. He is headed towards Jesus right on the water. And everything is good. He is doing the impossible with Jesus. And the story goes on in verse 30 to say that, but he saw the wind and he was afraid, beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. He began to sink whenever he saw the wind. And so if we are to put ourselves with a bird's eye view, Peter's walking out, he's, he's watching Jesus, he's looking at Jesus, he's got his eyes on Jesus, but then a wind came in his sight, yeah. turns the opposite way. All of a sudden, he's not looking at Jesus anymore. Whenever that wind comes, he starts to sink, but whenever he was, he had his eyes locked on Jesus, he could do the impossible. He could accomplish the impossible. And now, if you'll allow me to teach a little bit, I'm going to, I'm going to go to class here. Water back in their time was not the same as we view water today. So today, you know, water is it's a necessity. We wash our hands with it. We shower. We jump in the pool. We took swim lessons. We fish for sport. Water is, is fun. We need it because we're in Texas. It doesn't rain enough. I mean, we're begging for rain. And we have signs that say, pray for rain. Back in their day, they would probably not pray to be in water. Water was, was terrifying. This, these huge waves, being a fisherman was, was a dangerous gig. They did not wish to be out in the open water. And now we, we, we pine to be out in open waters. I mean, people go deep sea fishing. I've never been. It looks like fun. I'm clearly not, I don't, I don't think I'm strong enough to wrangle a swordfish. That's just not for me. <laughs> but people go deep sea fishing. That would be so frightening for people in this day. They would be terrified of being out in the open water. What, what water brings to them is, is fear and trembling. And so for, for Peter to walk on the water, that's a huge leap of faith. That is, that is a huge leap of faith. And even to give you some, some context, David writes in the Psalms, in Psalm 18, uh, that he is just being bombarded by his, by his enemies. And he says in verse 16, he reached down, speaking about God, he reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He goes on to write, he rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. 
So water is being compared with a powerful enemy. Water is being compared uh, with my foes. Water is a, an enemy who is too strong for me to handle. And so I'm drowning in it. And what, what David writes is exactly what we see in Matthew 14, which is Jesus reaching down and pulling me out of the deep waters. And now here's where Ain't No Mountain High comes into play. What did Peter say to Jesus? Lord, save me. He cried out, Lord, save me. And going on in verse 31, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? When they climbed into the boat, the wind died down and and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Amen. Just call my name, I'll be there in a hurry. Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reaches down. Yeah. That's our prayer to Jesus. When we call his name, we say, Jesus, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this day. Immediately, Jesus comes down and grabs us. Jesus, I... I don't know if I am going to be able to make it through. My, my kid is having surgery immediately. Jesus reaches down and comforts us. Jesus, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, to move on from this heartbreak. Jesus immediately reaches down and saves us from this deep water. And there's going to be a time where the wind is going to come in. Temptation is going to try and knock us off. It's going to try to sink us. And when we take our eyes off of Jesus, we have the opportunity to sink or fall or be uh, covered and overflowed by this deep water. This We can drown in this water. But if we keep our eyes on Jesus like Peter did for that, that short time, that accomplishing the impossible means I can get through today. Amen. That accomplishing the impossible means I can get out of bed today. That accomplishing the impossible means I'm going in for surgery, but I'm going to come out on the other side. That accomplishing the impossible means that you, uh, that you are going to be a better parent today. And accomplishing the impossible means you're going to be a better son or daughter today. And accomplishing the impossible is getting through your day. It's beating the odds. Because the world is attacking from every corner, from every single side. And it wants you, but it doesn't want you as bad as Jesus does. The, the world wants to pull you down. Jesus wants to lift you up. It's all right. Jesus wants all of you. And that is why I love this song. I love taking it from, from Jesus' perspective where Jesus, imagine Jesus saying these words, there's nothing on earth, there's no physical thing that can get in my way of you. Jesus is saying there's no mountain high enough that I can't conquer. There's no low point that you can be in where I would leave you. There's no separation, no distance of separation that 
could, could separate you from my love. And so, that so right. is what Paul writes in chapter 8 of the book of Romans. Starting in verse 38. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus Amen. our Lord. Amen. Nothing will keep Jesus from getting to us. And what if we flip that, right? What if we turn that and we and we pray that to Jesus? Jesus, nothing is going to keep you from getting to me. I want all of you, Jesus. I want you to guide my life, to lead me and I want you to be the one that I am looking at, the only one I'm looking at. I'd like to close with a with a personal story, and don't worry, my mom has given me her blessing to tell this story. <laughs> she won't be upset. I tell it. I promise. I promise. And, and I've told it. I've told it before here, but I think that it, it's um, it's fitting with with what's with what we've been talking about. Uh, a while ago, my family and I went to the, the country of Belize in Central America. Absolutely beautiful, once-in-a-lifetime trip. And on in Belize, they're on the, the barrier reef. And I described it last year as the drop-off in Finding Nemo, and that's exactly what it looks like. I mean, it's like an underwater cliff. Well, our lifeguard that was with us told us, don't go past the cliff because that's where the current changes and you'll get pushed out instead of being pushed in. Some of you all might know where I'm going with this. <laughs> A member of my family, aka my mom, decided <laughs> she was going to be influenced by my sister. So now I'm dragging both of them into this. I'm, I'm very lucky they're not here. Uh, no, they both give me their blessing and tell the story. So my sister, she spots a nurse shark, and apparently nurse sharks were harmless, but this nurse shark starts headed towards that barrier reef, starts headed towards that cliff, and my sister is like, let's follow it, and I'm like, no, that's a shark, I don't care if they say it's harmless, it's a shark, exactly. it has nurse in the name, that's helpful, it has shark, no, I'm out, see ya, no thank you. My sister asked my mom, let's, let's follow it. And so they follow this nurse shark. They're going along, and they're tracking with this nurse shark. And then all of a sudden, they look up, and they realize, oh, boy. The cliff is way that way. It's way behind us, and we're getting pushed out. And so my sister, very smartly, right as she sort of realizes it and notices it, she starts swimming back, and she makes it Well, my mom. She just kept on going, <laughs> kept on going until one point where she can really feel, man, I, I must be swimming pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> the current was taking her out and she looks up and all of a sudden it is, I mean, and she was a lifeguard growing up so she knows all the, all the rules, you know, uh, steady your breathing, Keep your head above water and swim sideways. She does all of that. And she's getting nowhere. It's pushing her 
I'm talking, this is not like a lake that's pushing you out to the middle of the lake. This is like the ocean, right? You know, like the sea, you know, how big that, like it's pushing her out way out there. And so she just does the only thing that she knows how, what to do, and she just screams, help! I need help! Help! Please help! And she's, she's, not, she's not losing it quite yet, but she's screaming at the top of her lungs. And all of a sudden, our lifeguard, like an avenger, just comes out of the boat and just is, is swimming as fast as he can. And we're all just like, we're all just watching it. And we can't go out and help her. We can't go out and help her. She had to get this, this help from, from a professional who clearly knows how to save to go and get her. And she comes back and she takes one look at us and realizes that she almost lost right. it all. So then that's when we all just start breaking. And that's when we all started losing it. We immediately got back into the boat. Um, and I, I, I tell you that story to say that there are going to be things that seem harmless. Okay. And maybe on you know, the surface level, they might seem harmless. But if you follow that, it'll lead you to a bad place. And although my mom thought that she was way too far out, way too far gone, she was still saved. There's no mountain high enough. There's no amount of separation that can separate you from the love of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Nothing. Lord, save me. Lord, save us. Amen. Just call his name. The song says he'll be there in a hurry. Scripture says he'll be there immediately for you. Let's pray. God, we love you and thank you for saving us whenever we call your name. All throughout Scripture, from the time of...